Good evening, you are listening to Three Moves Ahead, and I'm your host, Rob Zachney. Joining me in the Three Moves Ahead keep this week is Three Moves Ahead founder, Troy Goodfellow. Troy, welcome to the show. It is good to be here, and welcome back. You've had two weeks off. And they have been luxurious, uh, peaceful weeks. Uh, absolutely. I'm, I'm so glad I didn't get to take part in last week's show, one of my favorite games of the fall. Um, so thrilled I missed that. Uh, but so it goes this time of year. Well, you'll have something to write about it somewhere, I hope, before the year is up. You'll do a year-end something. Yeah, someone, someone's going to try and stop me, uh, but they, they won't be able to. There we go. Uh, this week we are talking about Castle Games apropos of uh, Stronghold Crusader 2. And it's an interesting blend of the city manager and the real-time strategy game. And it always seems like this this little quirky subgenre has always straddled these these two things. And so since uh, Stronghold Crusader 2 just came out, it seemed like a good time to examine this odd little niche in uh, strategy gaming. So, you know, before we get into Stronghold Crusader 2, Troy, what is it about castles that that people love and what is it that games are trying to sort of bring to life about the subject matter what people love about castles is the size i mean they love the idea of building this huge fortress that they can fill with death traps and then defend against uh other people coming to take it i mean they're always in every castle game almost almost every castle game there's the counter side we're trying to take down the castle and bring down the big fort but for the most part people who are interested in castles and castle games are interested in building a giant fortress that they can protect and preserve that has a feeling of majesty to it has this you know almost arthurian legendary feel of you know t- tall parapets and towers and keeps and boiling oil and archers and moats it's the except for the cathedral the cathedrals and castles those are the two thing two great pieces of architecture we get out of the middle ages and we've yet to see a really good game about cathedrals so we have games about castles instead and i think it really is like i said the the idea of size and can you take me down i think there's a reason that king of the castle you know, lasts as, in different names, uh, as a type of play throughout the ages that, you know, I have this, come and take it from me. Yeah, I, I think in in some ways what it interests me that I don't feel like castles have been something that, like, tower defense games have embraced too much, strangely enough. Um it's it, it's kind of it was kind of odd for me going back and sort of looking at all these different castle games that exist. Um, you know, I was I was playing Stronghold, I was playing uh, Lords of the Realm, I was playing the uh, the the old castles games, and it, it's it's interesting how how many of them are are you know as much as the appeal is about designing and building this this giant death maze um this amazing fortification that you've got to that you can just defend against all comers um it's amazing how often that the games that are about castles actually end up about being actually end up being about something else they end up being about community management uh and like medieval subsistence economies uh which i'm not you know having having spent the having spent the week kind of looking at these games 
I, I'm, I'm kind of curious to be at the end of this week and still having a weird Jones for an awesome castle game. I mean, I think it's, in some ways, they're the little tribute they pay to realism, right? Because castles were, you know, they were an economic structure and political structure, historically. The idea was they would protect the surrounding countryside, and they could, because they were so hard to take, they could be a, a base for a garrison to go out and extort uh, taxes uh, from the population or harass an invading army. Um, so, you know, the great mythic grandeur of castles often doesn't live up to the historic reality of it. And I think a lot of games, I'm not going to say they try to be realistic, but they try to at least give you the reminder that castles, you know, had stuff going on around them. They weren't just about uh, the war fighting part. And if the economic stuff was well done decently, if there, were a, if there was a good city uh, builder in place in, say, Stronghold, Crusader 2, or in, you know, Lords of the Realm is a really great game, but it's a game about, you know, large empire building and placement of castles across a wider scope, not really an RTS type thing as you get in, well, Lords of the Realm is an RTS, but it's not like uh, lasso your troops and go swing them around the next maze to take down the iron mine type thing you get in Stronghold 2. The this tension between trying to make a good castle game and a good city builder. I mean, you said at the opening of some of these games fall, you know, right on that weird straddling line. And I think that's, I think, part of the problem why there hasn't been a castle game that's really, you know, tugged at me. I think probably since the first Stronghold, which had a really nice production chain going on. It was quite elaborate. You couldn't build really, really nice castles, but at least you felt like you were building something. And a lot of castle games, I think, don't feel like you're building, you know, a fort or a fortress or a military station. It's it's funny because I think a lot of us want to end up being like, we want to be playing castle designer in a lot of ways. Uh, and I, I think, uh, certainly I, I think like the success of the tower defense genre indicates just how much people just enjoy sort of setting up just impenetrable defenses and then watching people run into them and impale themselves on those defenses. It's, it's satisfying. It's fun. Um, but every castle game ends up approaching that thematic reality you were talking about in, in kind of a, in kind of a different way. Um, and they, they all, they, they all end up having to, it can never just be about the castle, uh, but it has to be about some other aspect of medieval life. Uh, so in a weird way, uh, you know, did, you, did you play many of the castles games? Cause when I look back at yeah, those games, I, I, I played the castles games in, 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 in college. And, and the first one, we played quite a bit. And I mean, I kind of think, in some ways, they're they're your they're still kind of the archetypal castle builder, uh, because they do kind of get at. They're primarily about the castle in some key ways. They're primarily about sort of building, controlling territory via your castles, um, and everything else is sort of there to support it. But it, but it's kind of nicely abstracted, right? Like the game is not like the, the game has some international relations with other nobles, with other feudal powers. Um, it has combat. It has some economy, uh, but but fundamentally, it is all the, all of that stuff is, is kind of 
nicely abstracted and it's not something that has to be micromanaged too well it's just something that occasionally the game checks in well castles one is actually very simple castles one is basically hey build a castle defend the castle do repeat castles 2 is a more of a um it's more it, a serious strategy game yes it is about territorial control and expansion yeah uh and and so i kind of look at it as like it's 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 a very simple game and you couldn't make that game today because i think part of it is you know to the point that uh our buddy bruce so often makes games from that period were so limited in what they could do that you couldn't have that sort of awful mission creep they didn't have to be super high fidelity about everything they did so castles 2 ends up having this really i would say board gamey feel uh, the way you sort of move across this map and control territories and extract resources from them, and then occasionally the game comes in and checks, like, hey, can you afford? Your, can you pay for your armies? Can you pay for everything you're doing? Can you? Great, let's move. Um, I don't. I don't think there's a lot of games that would 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 use that model uh, at this point, but I do find it gives Castles Two kind of a weird, enduring charm. Yeah, I agree. I think Castles Two is kind of an underappreciated classic. Uh, of the 90s, uh, or I guess late 80s. Uh, it, is, um, it is a genuine, uh, serious strategy game. The economy is simple, but it is something you have to... I mean, people remember Defender of the Crown. Okay. Defender of the Crown, which is, people remember, because it's kind of like, I mean, I've written a bit about it before. It's kind of like, you know, the centurion of the day, where it's a little bit of, you know, moving your castles around, but it's largely about the arcade games which have some effect on the plot and what you do, but really it's just about the cinematics and you launching a catapult and getting your timing right and your math right. And people remember Defender of the Crown because it did have those little mini-games. It also looks like somebody has recreated it uh, as sort of a modern uh, exploitation game. It has been remade a few times. Um, It has been remade a few times and re-released a few times uh, for a variety of platforms and software. But Castles 2 is a legitimate game that you could say that this is about you know doing what you know William the Conqueror did this is about you know building castles throughout the country to make sure you can control it to make sure you can dominate it um this is um it it it, it is a sweet special game the castle building is quite simple and i don't think it has the the touches my the little bit of megalomania I have in me when I see a castle builder. Oh, I want to build this, and I think we can get into why uh, in a bit. Why none of the games can do this? But I think when castles too, you can, you can't because there is this economic side and it is kind of important. You can't just go nuts, you know, building death traps and long walls and huge curtains uh, and huge fairy tale castles. You have to build something that is uh, re- affordable but effective. So it is kind of the, so I think tower defense is a great analogy, Rob, because it's about making the most with the money you've got, because uh, you, you always have your troops, you always have your soldiers. And this is, you know, the, the bad thing about the first castles is you're always better off, you know, sending off your soldiers to intercept the invading army and not wait for them to get to your castle. You just intercept them in the field and get them there. And then whoever served, because soldiers were always cheaper than walls. You know, let's hire more soldiers, not a problem. Whoever survived and got to your walls so ended up being killed by the by whatever. Um, so the other little that's one reason why Castles One I think doesn't hold up that and also the choose your own adventure stuff, which is cute the first time through, but otherwise it's it. Castles Two is a great, great game, and I think it's worth uh, re-examining uh, probably in some detail at another time. Yeah, I, I, I just I I do feel it's this. 
it, 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 it was interesting me revisiting this game because in some ways it was also just really forward looking for its time too. Oh, I was yeah. stunned when I was like, first of all, games from this period do not offer tutorials. Usually there was presumably a printed manual somewhere that had a uh, how-to guide of uh, varying quality. You didn't know. In you, Castles 2, to this day, you fire it up and it's got a tutorial that's actually pretty decent. It could It's better than a lot of tutorials you get today, mm-hmm. uh, but it's coming from an era where nobody knew how to do this stuff. Nobody was, nobody was bothering with tutorials. Well, all, all tutorials at that time were just... They were printed in the manual, written down. There'd be a Here's scenario you you'd do. load There'd up. There'd be a scenario, yep, and, that would be, and then the, the printed word would guide you through it. Also, it was great when you have those games where they'd have a scenario set up, but then the game had just enough variability in it that the tutorial couldn't actually guide you through the scenario. Oh, God. So you could, like, this was this is actually something that would end up happening with, um, I remember Combat Mission had this problem, too. The opening scenario of Combat Mission is surprisingly difficult because it's just a kind of meet, meeting engagement. So you can just be chilling out and, like, doing the basic things the tutorial is telling you to do, and then your tank just gets blown to shit. Um, and you're like, uh, what, what do I do now? And the manual is like, yeah. move your tank to, it's like, I no longer have a tank. Uh, but anyway, it's, it's, it's just weird. Like playing this game and being like, they have a bunch of stuff. There's a bunch of like, you call it almost Chrome, uh, for that game that makes it, it makes it hold up in, in some surprising ways. So, yeah, so Castles too. Uh, I, I definitely the the castle building. You're right. Uh, is is not maybe as fulfilling as it might be. The castles you can build are pretty basic. You know, basically it's just you know, you can build uh, you know walls, towers, and a gate, and that's that's about it. And you can arrange those in different ways, and you have like concentric walls, and that's fun. Uh, but it, but it's definitely it's definitely not going to scratch that itch of I want to build. Uh, just a ridiculous super fortress. Uh, so, so you got kind of got to go elsewhere for that. For that, um, the question is where where do you go from there? Uh, I, you know, Lords of the Realm. I remembered as being a game about castles, but in revisiting it, I discover it's not actually about castle building. Um, it is much more just a medieval RTS strategy hybrid uh, than, than I recalled. Uh, but it, not a bad one. No, it's a, a very venerable and, you know, quite interesting medieval uh, strategy game. Uh, it has, you know, some castle building in there and, you know, it has a, a, a decent war game uh, system, especially the first one I like quite a bit. Um, I think there were three of them, three Lords of the Realms. Yes. Now, I only revisited the second one because I have vague memories of the third being profoundly disappointing. Yes. And I played the first one uh, quite a bit uh, when it came out. And it is, and they are quite, they're very respectable medieval strategy games. I like them quite a bit. Um, and the games we're talking about, they're mostly available on GOG.com uh, for our listeners. So if you want to try these out and know what we're talking about. Uh, Lords of the Realm is, how can I put this? Um and it's from Impressions, and it had multiplayer, which was kind of neat at the time. Uh, and it, it, you know, it had real-time tactical battles, uh, which, you know, and they were actually, I mean, so did castles, but they were kind of a little more serious and elaborate in Lords of the Realm. There was actually some requirement to some tactics to actually make them work. Um, 
Castle building, you know, was a minor focus, but it was an important part of your strategy. I mean, the building itself, you couldn't get a lot of joy out of building a great castle, but the choice of when to build a castle and where was actually quite significant, I would say. Yeah, because this is... Something that's cool about Lords of the Realm is that it does bring out the fact that running a medieval economy, you actually don't have a huge stock of resources. No. Um, you're, and this is this is the reality. This is why like games like Total War are always a bit like fanciful, right? Because you can sort of have these amazing sort of scaffolding economies that really let you uh, start to crank out a war machine. But in in Lords of the Realm, you're kind of always up against it because every territory you conquer still has to be fed. It still has to be like governed decently, so you can't just like strip it for resources. Or kind of, the peasants in their fields kind of are the resource, right? So you can't just yeah. you can't just be like a locust, just stripping every territory bare. And so it, it's kind of this thing like, where do you choose? It's order of operations, right? Like yeah. you can put more troops in the field, but then your defenses are going to be thinner, and you're going to be like recruiting from your peasantry, and they're not going to be happy. Um, do you invest in building a bigger and better, ca- better castle? But that is a that represents a huge investment of your entire national resources, right? Like building a castle in one province is sort of a all hands on deck affair for everyone else. Yeah. Uh, and meanwhile, you do have this this kind of a strategy map layer where your ar- it's, it's kind of a cool war game thing. Your army has limited movement points. So you, you have to be considering, like, there's other l- warlords on the prowl with their armies. Um, there's other places you want to conquer, but then you have to defend your own territory. Uh, and you're trying to do it all with a pretty, pretty detailed medieval economy simulation running in the background uh, that doesn't doesn't pull punches. Like, you you really do have to be thinking, uh, you know, in, in terms of, like, the growing season and, and you know, and, and, like, when food is going to be up and, and what your people need. Uh, it's it's surprisingly demanding. What I really like about Lords of the Realm 2, especially, was that was the economy. Uh, because it really did feel like a really neat medieval economy. Because it didn't doesn't take a lot for it to just torp, just destroy itself. You can it's kind of like imperialism in some ways where if you start if you start building it wrong, you might not know you're building your economy wrong until it's way too late and you find out your people are starving and you can't support your troops and this resource you're counting on is all of a sudden not in supply because your population's down and now you're being attacked and this understanding you know, the undergrowth of this whole castle system that you know the castles are there to protect the population not because they love the population but because the population is necessary to keep the castle the people who own the castle in power um, so you need the castle to, to protect the people that keep the castle going it's this weird cycle uh, to keep a lord going and keep a lord a going concern it's it's a nice. I mean, it's one of impressions. I think better games, uh, Lord of the Realms too. I had totally glossed over the fact that that was an impressions game. I was starting to realize, like, how many of my how many of my favorite games from that era were actually impressions games? They made so many amazing things. Like the magic was inside you all along, Rob. It was an impressions game. <laughs> well, they, they made they made their good. They made a quite a bit of crap too, but. But we'll focus on the good things yeah, that they yeah. made, and those are uh, those are Lord of the Realms, and of course the Caesar games. And, and it, it does bring out that that aspect of the castle as this 
yes, this bit of like tool of extortion uh, in, in some ways. Because the castle really does let you extract resources a lot more effectively. It also lets you get a little more casual about how happy your peasants are. Because uh, one of the, like, everything you do, every, like, you know, your, your peasants are never happier than when they're basically being left alone to play Agricola by themselves. <laughs> uh, but you keep swooping in, being like, give me your sons, and sort of marching them off to die in your wars, um, or, or sending them to, like, a quarry stone and everything. But as their, you know, as their unhappiness uh, increases, it can become more and more of a problem. Uh, but, you know, if you've got the castle there, um, the, the castle kind of is there to be like, yeah, I can just, I, I can defy all comers. It doesn't matter if I lose the, the lose the people. Really, I can, I can, I can survive that. I mean, so much of you know medieval life is an extort. It's a, it, it's a protection racket. I mean, until you know you get centralized governments and Lord of the Realm is about making yourself king. Each baron's running his own protection racket. Lords of the Realm, I think gets into that, that there's this population that, you know, kind of relies on you because you can protect them, but also know that you're there to I hate to see something happen to that nice daughter of yours sort of stuff going on. Uh, and I think Lord of the Realm hides a lot of the really awful parts of that uh, extortionate system, but I think it also speaks a lot of truth about it. And the fact that, like you said, the castle makes the resource collecting more efficient. Why is that? Is it like some great factory running on the castle? No, it's because they're afraid of you because they can't get to you. So they'll make sure they pay their taxes and get their crops in on time. Um, it's, it's a great game about the power of the castle, I think, and the importance of the castle, if not a, if not a castle building game itself. Yeah, and you you do build castles, but it's it's just yeah. upgrading templates. You're just you, yeah. you plunk a castle and you get a better thing out of it, and that comes into play in the RTS aspect of it. And all these games have, to a greater or lesser extent, an RTS thing. Like castles yeah. had this really like dead simple, um, like two armies of two 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 lines of guys just sort of charge each other and it's a slaughter. Um, Lords of the Realm is actually also trying to be uh, kind of an involved RTS uh, in -hmm. some ways. And I don't think it's a very good RTS. Um, No. It's it's, it's probably just as good as it has to be. It's not a a great amount of fun. I found myself auto-resolving as often as I could. Uh, But they are trying to be like... They do try to create like interesting maps where the different types of units are, are really going to going to matter, but where it really starts to come into its own is uh, during the castle assaults. And it, like the reason I remember this sort of being more of a castle builder than than it actually is is because I vividly remembered uh, trying to battle your way through these castle walls and through these various traps and defenses the castles have, um, or trying to man the walls yourself and and hold the castle. Um, Fundamentally, but but fundamentally, the RTS game is so simple. Like there, there's, like everything just is. It's sort of a bag of hit points to a greater or lesser extent, and they sort of run at each other, and they're really like brain dead AI um, units. That, it, it, that really the game is more about strength of numbers. You can you can get a little fancy uh, with your RTS footwork in the battles, uh, but fundamentally, it's it's about do you have enough of the higher level units uh, to 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 last. Yeah, and that's where it as an economic game. Uh, it's an economic strategy game comes in. I mean, there isn't really a tech tree per se, but if you can afford the better, higher level units uh, and can feed them and equip them, then you will win. And that's, you know, 
part of the economic side of it. Uh, in most cases, I mean, the castle assaults. I'd forgotten it even had castle assaults because I tended to prefer just going out into the field and finding an army and destroying it. Uh, the AI was generally quite awful, but as but as you say, so was uh, the RTS. Uh, or the, or the the unit AI, or, yeah. The unit the unit AI was bad, and the RTS was generally the RTS battles uh, were not great. But then then again, it's, it's an impressions game, right? But you can expect from an impressions game, the battles were never anything they were much good at. Great city builders, yeah. lousy war gamers. Yeah, uh, it, it, I, I end up finding it's interesting. Like it, castles is kind of maybe the best game about like castles and and their role in medieval life. I find that Lords of the Realm is this is a really outstanding uh, medieval strategy game uh, in is. a lot of ways and does a really good job of making you realize how much of governance in that period really was about like am i going to let these fields lie fallow or am i going to put more dairy cows out in the pasture stuff like that it's it's about just like you know not it's not about not putting all your eggs in one basket and getting as much uh you know industrial output as you possibly can uh without sort of tanking your your uh your your subsistence economy right but it's interesting to me that so many of these games have Lords of the Realm starts to stumble a little bit when it turns into an RTS. And that brings us to Stronghold. Yes. Because I feel like where what really dogs Stronghold, and actually a lot of the games in the genre, is that first you build the castle, and you and you always sort of got to pay respect to the resources required to build the castle. But then the RTS element comes in, and RTS games in general tend to be a bit fast-paced. And castles and the reality of siege warfare is that's very slow, and you can handle that very various ways. You can try to split the difference. I feel like in Stronghold, it's an it is a castle themed RTS, but I'm not sure it ends up being a very good castle game. I'm not sure it's a very good much of a game uh, at all in so many ways but the speed is really the first thing that kind of you know set me off so like you can't approach it like an, it's sort of set up like a city builder but then you very quickly realize when you know the shah sends his heavily accented soldiers over the hill to come and get you that it's not a city builder this is not something you can just leisurely decide okay where are my farms gonna go where should I put my armory so my swords can get there efficiently? No, you've got to like immediately start pumping out stuff, pumping out soldiers to stop the coming invasion. Um, you need to get your tiny little hovel of a castle going because you need to have a defensive perimeter set up like from the very first go and because your job is to take down the other guy's base and he's going to zerg rush you with archers or horse archers, or something. It's usually going to be a bunch of really cheap archers to start with. Um, and if you don't treat it, if you walk in with the mentality, okay, this is a game that's going to have some warfare, but it's going to give me time to build the castle, because that's what this game's about. It's about building castles. No, it's not about building castles. It's about killing the other person who may or may not have a castle by the time you get over there. Uh, so the speed of it, and the military focus of it, because the economy is so simple. I mean, it's not much of an economic train at all. You know, your resources can, some resources can be turned into some things, but there's no highly developed chain beyond, you know, hops, 
go to the brewer, and then that goes to the inn. That's as sophisticated as your supply chain is going to get. But, you know, iron becomes swords. You don't need to get coal. You don't need to get much of anything. Just the iron becomes swords. Water in the desert, who cares? Just put down a well. It's pretty much set. Um, all the maps are pretty much the same. All the food is pretty much identical. So it doesn't matter, really, if you put down... It seems doesn't matter if you put down a bunch of apple trees or a bunch of cheese farms. Um, I haven't noticed any huge difference except for how much I can sell it on the market and how much they cost to build. So there's no real sense of the sophisticated economy I would want in either a city builder or a game that asks me to make interesting strategic decisions beyond can you afford the next Templar Knight? You want to get out there. Yeah, the, the other thing is that when I build a castle, I want it to be awesome. You know what I mean? Huh. Like, I want castles to be cool. And I feel like, okay, so compare a game that does it right, I think, and ironically better than a Stronghold does, is the Age of Empires series. Because Age of Empires, if you actually built fortifications and upgraded them, they were pretty good. They were they were pretty tanky. Like, they gave you time yeah. to, to defend. They were strong places to defend. Um, you, the penalty you're paying, of course, is that that was the time you were not out taking the fight to the enemy. You know, it consumed a lot of resources. Like, getting mm -hmm. defenses down in that game was a big investment. Once you, If you did want to go that route, you could really build some impressive uh, fortifications and, and defend them. You could wall off, you know, entire sections of the map with, you know, d heavy defenses. And it was kind of fun to play around with. Yeah. Um, Stronghold, I end up feeling like whatever I, whatever I, like anything I do with my castle, I'm going to have to fix it and repair it in about five minutes because all it's going to take is a couple assholes with swords run up to it and they're going to start chunking it down. It might take them a while. They, like, if there's archers defending the wall, they'll, they'll probably get a lot of kills in. But if there's a lot of dudes with swords, they're going to do a surprising amount to just erode away my goddamn castle. Um, and it, that, that might work as an RTS conceit, right? But even yeah. in Stronghold, it, it, like, throughout Stronghold, it feels really, really fast. Like... The moment guys show up, your castle just begins crumbling, almost almost of its own volition. Your castle's like, oh my god, there's people. And parts of it just start falling the hell over. Basic level catapults show up and just start like ravaging towers and walls. Um, so you end up, it ends up feeling like, in some ways the castle itself is a power fantasy, right? It is an expression yeah. of impregnability. Look at this thing I built. Try and take it. You can't because it's a goddamn castle. Stronghold is kind of like, all right, like here's your flimsy, here's your flimsy like cardboard wall. But we painted it to look like stone, uh, yeah. but but it's gonna fall right over. Don't worry about it. And so it does end up being just this vaguely castle themed RTS. But you're not actually defending a castle because your castle isn't that strong. It never it never is going to be that strong. Um, and that is kind of. You know, part part of like uh, part of game design, I think, is you got to deliver the theme. You got to deliver what the what the what players think they're getting. And for me, if I'm buying a game called Stronghold, I'm buying a game about castles. I want it to to be kind of this awesome. Like you get to play Castle Architect, and then just watch guys murder, like just commit suicide against your defenses. And that's kind of what I want. Um, at least in some in some measure, I want that. The, the first stronghold had some of that. I mean, it once again had this crusade campaign. 
Uh, but it you know, had the, you know, castle assaults that if you weren't prepared for them, you would be in some trouble. Uh, you would have to bring a, you have to bring a, bring a pretty good sized army to do some damage. Uh, against the walls they had and the castles uh, they had and the towers they had. And they always gave you quite a bit of time uh, to get things going so that you, because they knew, you know, it's quite a, it's an endeavor to take down a wall or take down a castle. Now, once again, you didn't have real proper fairy tale castles or even decent crusader castles. Often it was, as you said, just building a wall across a pass or maybe a, a few walls, buttress it with some towers uh, and some stairs. And that's pretty much what they call a castle. But at least it was some idea of what siege, a siege assault might look like. Whereas, yes, actually, there's really none of that here. You know, they, they set up a little siege camp and then really fast-moving catapults come racing out like F1 cars and move towards your, uh, move towards your walls and it's... It doesn't quite feel right. The, the catapults aren't even manned by anything. They're just rolling around on the ground. Um, there's no sense of a crew. There's no sense of anything that would place this in a place. That would place it in even this fantasy crusade history that they've set up. I'm probably better off just building a whole bunch of dairy farms as a wall instead of a wall itself, except I need grass to be able to well, dairy farms. And also they'll burn the hell up. Like, there's an entire yeah. mission about trying to defend, like, an oasis um, from... It, and it's actually a pretty neatly designed mission. It, it should be a better mission than it is, but it also ends up serving to highlight the many things that are kind of wrong with this game, which is that everything is squishy as hell. Um, there is no time to... Want to ex- do you want to ex- you explain know, uh, that mission I, in detail to our listeners? Yeah, okay, so uh, in the second campaign of uh, Stronghold, the learning campaign is actually pretty effective. It sort of layers things in, although it begins to skip some crucial steps, and I think it starts to happen in this mission, as a matter of fact. It also has too many lions. Yeah, uh, the first campaign, your big enemy is not is not the uh, is not Saladin's men; it's lions. Um, and in keeping with everything in this game, a few lions will just like wreck your troops, like just your your, oh, your yeah. medieval men at arms. Like it's like holy shit, there's a giant cat on. Me. Oh, he's dead. Um, and this is like everything in castles is like everything is like this Potemkin version of the thing it's supposed to represent. A guy with a spear, five guys with a spear, are just getting like ravaged by lions. It's awful. But it is effective at sort of like layering in, okay, now you've mastered like food and wood production. Okay, now you're going to start to learn about like uh, how to increase your population cap and make your uh, kingdom appealing for immigrants. Because uh, in this version of the Crusades, of course, you got to sort of convince people uh, to, to come to your awesome castle. So the way that ends up working out is through beer. Anyway, so finally you get to the good stuff, which is a timed defense mission, um, which are always good in RTS games, pretty much. And uh, you just have to defend this pretty large castle, uh, the largest you've seen in the game to date, uh, against all comers for a while. And you got, they've got about four different, four or five different approaches, uh, and you're pretty well defended, but all your farm and uh, timber is located in this oasis to the north, and you can't, you can't build your castle out that far. Your castle has to exist within these certain limitations. It's, it's ge- ge- geographically limited. So you have to send your field army out to defend this um, 
Oasis, except the Oasis is basically indefensible because the moment a couple enemy soldiers run through your lines, um, and it's a really simple RTS, like it's just kind of mobs of band-selected units just sort of slamming into each other. The moment a couple guys run past you with their little torches, within seconds, your entire food and uh, timber production center is just like in flames. Like they just like, you know, hold a candle up to your production buildings and they just burst into flame and do so so horrifically uh, that for a while that land's not even usable. Uh, it has to sort of regenerate uh, to, to become to become usable again. So this is the mission isn't isn't a bad one. It's it's, it's pretty well designed, uh, but it also ends up highlighting just some of the things that just drive me absolutely batty about this game, which is like, you know, a couple guys, like, guys show up on horseback to the eastern wall, um, and, like, I shoot the catapults down, they're supporting them, but the horsemen themselves just somehow, like, burrow through the wall, like, there's some, like, sort of, like, super termite uh, that just destroys castles. Um, everything, like, once guys get into your production centers, you do not have any time to salvage anything. It's just in flames within seconds. And this bothers me enough in, in any old RTS, like, whenever things are that squishy, whenever... Whenever an RTS is like, oh, well, you actually need, always need to be ahead of the play because once it develops, you can't do anything about it. That drives me insane. But in a game like Stronghold, where it's partly this weird little microeconomic sim, and then it's also this tactical RTS, and then it's Castle Builder, uh, to, to have it move at that pace and have it punish you so completely for any kind of lapse um, is really exasperating. Yeah, there's this, I mean, man, sometimes I wonder if I'm just getting slow. I'm glad to hear you say this, because there's another game we're doing for next week that I'm just finding, I'm just completely, have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just going way, way, way too fast. I Sometimes I'm thinking, it's just my brain. I've hit the point, I'm 42 now, where my reflexes and my brain don't talk to each other anymore, and I've got to stick to really, really slow games like, you know, chess and cornhole or something. Uh, but this is a game that requires you to have to pay so much attention to so many places at once, especially in that mission. And even, you know, even the first mission, which isn't a hard mission by any means, but you know, you plop down your first iron mine and you just, you think it's going the next thing, you know, archers are shooting him from the road. It's like, where are these archers coming from? And you look over at his oh, castle God. because there's no fog of war. And he's got, you know, 40 archers and a real castle and a market up. And I'm still deciding where to put my goddamn in. And so I'm thinking, okay, it's a, is there a build order I'm missing here? Or I'm just thinking way too slow? Or I've got a, I missed something in a learning campaign, though I don't think that's it. And going through the first, you know, four or five missions uh, in the second campaign, it's, I just keep realizing that, I am not as fast as this game wants me to be. I can't pay attention to... It's not, and if the game was, you know, more interesting, I don't think we have to rely on speed as much as it does. I wonder how much of the speed is to create this artificial challenge because there's not enough interesting things happening in the game. There aren't many interesting choices beyond, oh my God, oh my God, where do I send the three guys I have left alive? That's not an interesting choice. That's just the way things are. But I can't think of a single interesting decision I've made in the game where I had to actually think, huh, what do I do with my money? Because it's all pretty much the same. All the maps, there's some variation in terrain, but I can build, you know, the, as long as there's grass, I can build any crop. 
there aren't any limitations on, oh, you can't build a cathedral except for the ones you've already had in place. But generally, if you're building something, there's not, nothing to stop you from building it unless the scenario specifically says, no, you can't. I compare this to other impression city builders, which is probably the best way to compare it. A game like the Caesar games. But, you know, there's some maps where, I'm sorry, you, you, you just cannot grow grapes this far north. This province has no grapes. You want grapes, you've got to import them. We're fine for wheat, though. So if you need to have grapes and wine for your economy, you need to find a way to export something to get that. Here, most maps will have iron. Most maps will have iron and stone. Um, your market is there pretty much for emergency purposes only. So there's never a sense that I'm being asked to do difficult things. And maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I haven't played far enough through. But I'm really not feeling that driven to play that much further because I'm not being asked soon enough to make interesting decisions. Yeah, it's it, 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 it's it's tough because I you know it's it's a game I want to like and if, if I really want to like this, I like the first the, the Stronghold series has had some problems. Let's be honest, it has not been Stronghold three was a debacle. Stronghold three was a debacle. The first Stronghold was widely liked, and I think for good reason. And it's a franchise I would have loved to. And I think we're at the point now where city builders have come so far and uh, people have learned so much about economies and there's so many lessons to learn out there. I was so, I still want to like this game. And maybe I will in the future. I doubt it. <laughs> uh, no, it's, there, there are so many things. Like, I think you're right. A lot of the way the game works is actually fairly self-evident. Like, there's a lot of resources it has you juggling, but they don't end up coming out into interesting efficiency maximization problems, right? Like, fundamentally, food is food. You have different sorts of food to, like, make your place more appealing, whatever. Some types of food are, uh, you know, maybe a little more resilient uh, th than others. Um, you know, if there's, like, natural disasters that you have to deal with in certain scenarios. But ultimately... It's 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 a game that actually makes a lot of things look more complicated than they strictly have to be. Uh, so like, you know, why am I building a dairy farm, a apple farm, a uh, so many the apples? Hell. Yeah, well, you got these poor bastards. Like they're just they're just subsisting on just nothing but apples, uh, like they're, they're horses or something. But there's all these things where it's like you got to have like oh you need to have four different flavors of food and it's like no it's it's this is a medieval castle game like just like food food is food i don't need to deal with this um and then there's all these little flavors of units uh you know there's the mace man the man at arms the knight the all this stuff but the thing is um I'm just not convinced that it's not a good enough RTS to make those differences particularly important either. There's the really tanky guys, and then there's the really squishy guys, and that's really kind of it. And oh, you, but you can give them horses. Yeah, and you hire mercenaries, and yeah, and you got to go kill the other guy's lord. But yeah, I just, I, I, there's just, there's just not a lot. There, there's not a lot to hold my interest. And the other thing is for for all the effort. All the ways that this game is very clearly just trying to be an RTS uh, with a little like castle theming, it's a really bad RTS. Um, it doesn't unit selection does not work in a way that's standard at this point. Like if you um, like if you're trying to create control groups, right? And you see some guys over here 
you know, one part of the map, and you collect, you select them, and then you like go like shift or control to like add more guys to that group. That doesn't work in this game. You've got to select everyone pretty much at once uh, on one screen um, for you to create a control group out of them. Just little things like that, where it's like this. This is not how RTS games work. This is like a a basic standard. Uh, feature that just is not is not functioning correctly here. I can make formations, but I'm not I'm not clear what value the formations have. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's a really it's it's a it's a really frustrating game uh, in a lot of ways, and and it ultimately ends up backgrounding. I think the the thing I fundamentally want to be there for, which is the which is the castle itself, uh, because so much of this just ends up about like playing this really hectic. Uh, hectic and simple RTS um, where your only relationship with the castle is in the sort of awful Basil Fawlty running back and forth trying to keep it from blowing up kind of way. And God, hunting down the lords, that's the worst, stupidest thing. It's like some superhero. I mean, Michael just sent him out to kill the soldiers himself because... He can be he's so hard to kill. He has so many hit points. Yeah, you need the top-level units to deal with him. I mean, I'm, he's invulnerable to everything except lions. And I'm not kidding. Lions can make short work of your lord. Yeah, you you really like he. You need to send like your your most expensive units against him. Um, yeah, the 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 enemy lord is is kind of obnoxious. The other thing is this: I always feel in this game, I just feel claustrophobic. Like, yeah, I never feel like. Not only are my castles generally pretty squishy and not awesome, but on a multiplayer map, there is no space for me to build an awesome castle. I'm not building some like ridiculous medieval like citadel. I am building basically a keep with a wall around it, and maybe if I'm getting extra fancy, like a curtain wall in some places to uh you know just just keep some guys out of an area I don't want them running around. Mm-hmm. But I'm not building an awesome castle. There is just not enough space on a lot of the maps, especially if, you know, you want to be relatively close to your food production area because you need to protect that from whatever. Um, You end up really hemming yourself in because you can't build the castle wherever you want on the map. You're limited to generally a space unless you're in the sandbox mode, which is kind of, you know, not challenging at all there's, i mean there's sandbox and there's just then there's just lego playset which is kind of what the sandbox is hey do whatever you want um so there's the sense of claustrophobia that you mentioned is 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 there um and the maps open up a little bit but never to the size where i feel like it's a grand castle protecting a grand land if i build a decent sized castle it's because it's taking up the whole damn block it's like a it's like a, a McMansion going up in the middle of a very tiny cul-de-sac. And it just dominates everything. It just feels out of place by how large it is. And I want to build a nice grand castle, but a grand castle demands a grand landscape. And the maps just don't have that. Yeah. I kind of wonder how much of this is... The transition to 3D does not seem to have been kind to the studio. Um, I played yeah. Stronghold 3 and Stronghold 3 they were trying to be really ambitious uh, they were trying to give you a lot of really interesting castle building um, tools 
And the game just fundamentally didn't work. I think fundamentally the game didn't work. Probably it just needed more time. Um, you could build slightly more interesting castles in that game. But yeah. the, the, the problem in that game, of course, was fundamentally a lot of things just it was kind of buggy it was kind of clunky um but the other thing is that things were super squishy in that game like nothing was survivable the campaign is nigh unplayable but rather than go and fix that it feels like with stronghold 3 they kind of with, with um stronghold crusader 2 they've kind of scaled back everything they did in stronghold 3 um, castle uh, construction is a little simpler, which is, is solves some bugs, uh, but it's also made castles a little less interesting to play around with. Um, but then everything just feels everything just feels a little smaller. You get these little like these little skirmish maps where it's like, I mean, it, it, good God, it, it, it's it, it's like you're basically neighbors. Like that's how it feels. Is like you're you're fighting over like you're fighting across the hedge with your neighbor. Uh, that's that's how these skirmishes feel, and it's just it's it's very small. It's very small scale, and I kind of wonder how much of this is just like not coming to terms with the 3D era. Like I, it doesn't look like they had these issues in the old Stronghold games. Uh, it doesn't look like the original Stronghold Crusader. Uh, had so much trouble managing scale, but here it's just it's it's just it's really really tiny. Yeah, it's it's, it's disappointing, and I mean I have great respect for the guys at Firefly. Um, there's some former impressions people there, I think, and they've done some interesting work. Um, I but they've never actually had a game. They haven't made a city builder yet that really stands up really strongly. I think since you know the first Stronghold. Um, I'm not even sure if they made, honestly. Uh, I mean, Civ City Rome, and then a whole bunch of Stronghold Crusader games, and the other Stronghold games, and it's, like, there's some real talent there, and there's some, I do like, you know, some of the, I like the ideas behind some of the missions, and I like the idea of a campaign, it's about, I take down your castle, because that's what the other, the first Stronghold was about. Uh, but the whole like, everything is this high school set. It's like a shooting Romeo and Juliet, and this is the staging they're using for the castle. And the balcony can be knocked over by, you know, some asthmatic drama student. It just doesn't feel... There's this... So much of the game just undercuts, I think, the majesty you kind of want to have, even down to the characters and the voices, like the Shaw, this really weird-looking Arab dude. It's the way he moves and the way he talks. It's like this kind of undercuts any sense of... I mean, the narrator's great. The narrator makes it feel like you're doing really important stuff. But all of the other characters just don't feel like they're in a no. serious game. Your soldiers have all stumbled in from a Monty Python film. Yeah, yeah. All the all the voice cues are terrible. And there's no way they're ever going to be pleasant to listen to. But, you know... And a little joke here and there would be interesting, but it's so much of it is, you know, these terrible fake British accents. And uh, I, uh, maybe the real British accents, I don't know who did the voices. I should probably check before I accuse somebody's voice Well, acting. they're an exaggerated accent, though. Like They're an exaggeration. Yes. And so there's never any, and I think it goes down, goes back to the design. There's just no sense of, I guess, respect for the castle. Respect for what the castle means, what the castle's about, for what crusader castles were about, because they were about, you know, controlling the land. Here they're about 
making some great tourist attraction so that people can come and pick apples for you. Instead of, you know, I'm going there and I'm already a population there and I'm using it or I'm extracting it from the surrounding um, areas. I mean, I think of a stick of, you know, Children of the Nile, one of my favorite city builders, how you just start with all of these people in huts and they're not your citizens till they move into a house you've built. So you've got to, you know, give them jobs and make your thing, make your city attractive to them. Build them huts, give them jobs, have them something for them to do. But they're already there. Uh, there's not enough of them, but they're already there. Here, everyone's you know coming from somewhere to do whatever, and there's just never any sense that this is, I'm not saying a real place, of course it's not a real place, but it's a fake crusade that is clearly modeled in the real crusades. It doesn't respect, I guess, the power of the crusading castle and the crusading legend, whereas I know the first Stronghold did, and even Stronghold 2 to some extent, really had a feel for what make these stories and makes this image, make movies about this period and the movies about castles really, really cool. And there's nothing about Stronghold Crusader 2 that feels really, really cool. There should be something cool to do. And if even boiling oil isn't cool, if you can't make that look interesting, man, what's wrong? Am I being too hard in this game? No, no, it's just, it's... The problem is it's 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 not the game... I would have made if I had my druthers, but then it's also not a very good version of the game they made. But it is. Sure. I mean, it's, it's, it, instead of just choosing for what it isn't, I mean, this, this is a game that is not a good RTS, as you said. Um, though it wants, though it is primarily an RTS. Right, but it, it puts all its eggs in this, from a pacing standpoint, puts puts yep. all its eggs in in the RTS basket. Uh, yep. But then it's it's kind of a, it's kind of a bad RTS, um, and there's just there's there's not much to it. So yeah, I, I don't think you're being too harsh. It's it's just it's it's a deeply frustrating game. Now, admittedly, you know, as we started covering this discussion, like it's surprising how few games historically have delivered on what you want from a game about castles, right? Um, but it's striking that a game that is so about castle construction and everything just kind of lets the pitch go by um, and turns it into this weird whack-a-mole thing where you're sending these these hordes of, yeah, really annoyingly voice-acted units uh, racing around a map. Uh, to to go deal with stuff and yeah, just it has no it has no thematic grounding whatsoever. You're you're up against the the sultan or something like, who it, it doesn't it doesn't feel medieval. Yeah, you're right. It's very theme park. It's it's this vague medieval theme park with with no with no backing. Um, and that's that's kind of frustrating. But the shame is, it gives you all the tools to make a really good castle. Because the castle, if you go to the into the sandbox, you can make a pretty impressive castle. In the sandbox tools. Yeah, but didn't you There's feel the map, actually, the map size was still pretty limited there, though? Oh, yeah, the map size is, isn't good there. So you, you can stretch a bit. Yeah, but I, uh, I find that kind of baffling. Like, yeah. like, why is the map size so limited? In the strong box, in the sandbox especially, there's no reason. Yeah, for like, it across be. this entire game. Like, why is everything yeah. so constricted? Like, yeah. it's, it's funny, but in a weird way, this game feels like... Uh, honestly, this game doesn't even feel as expansive as Myth. Um, and it's not better looking yeah. than Myth that much. Um it's just it, it, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing. So yeah, I'm. It's it's a big bummer because uh, I really I was really I was really looking forward to. This. I mean, this is why we put it on the schedule. I mean, we like putting games on the schedule that we're excited to talk about. Yeah, and originally this was kind of going to be a stronghold show, right? And then yeah. you and I were both playing it, and uh, is is 
this going to be a topic and no broaden that lens yeah. uh to to go to go talk about some other things and some happier things uh cuz yeah there's just this just isn't this isn't good enough um and it it's kind of it's kind of upsetting uh, that it isn't better especially because i know they've been working on this for a long time like this was at uh i was seeing this at E3 last year uh and I saw it at PAX this spring, uh, in cl- very close to to the form it is in now, and it was sort of fun in those in those limited hands-ons. Uh, but yeah, here the final product is just um, it's it's it, well we've covered it. You know, it's it's not good enough at, at any of the things it's trying to do. Um, so uh, yeah, I think the the, the thing I want to end on though is like, why do you do, do why do you think it always gets sidetracked into being some sort of resource management game and less a construction game? Because I think across pretty much every game we we talked about, the castle ends up sort of fading in the background as something else takes precedence in the design. The castle's the selling point, but it's rarely a game about a castle. And uh, why do you think that is? Because building's not enough, I guess. Um, because you need to have an, a way to make the building challenging. You can't just have them build whatever they want because that's not how castles work. You need to make a game out of it, right? So how do you justify getting all the stone? you got to pay the masons. And how do you feed the masons? And how do you protect the masons? And there's So you have to have some sort of an economic component. Otherwise, you just don't have much of a game, I think, is a big part of it. Um, I think that if you were to have... I think the idea of having a multiplayer castle building game where everyone gets a budget and they use this, I mean, think of the, the, the total war skirmish multiplayer skirmish model. Everybody gets like 10,000 gold. They buy the pieces they want. They build their castle with them and then they have a duel or something and they fight back and forth. That's a game I would play. Um, it would probably be very simple to do too. Uh, but that's not the games that we get. Um, I, I think it's largely be- the desire to make a traditional game out of things. I mean, we're both, you know, I guess, traditionalists, and I'm probably more of a formalist than you are when it comes to games and game definition. And I think it's, but I think a lot of it is the desire by people to give the, the feeling that building isn't enough. I mean, we've seen this in a lot of, I mean, how many city builders or historical city builders insist on putting a battle mode in there, though no one wants... No one plays Caesar for the battle mode, uh, but you got to have it because it's a game about Rome, so you can't have a game about Rome with those soldiers in it. Um, so you end up with, and if you can't have an army if you're not paying it. So there's the economic model again. Um, and I'm, I'm fine with the economic models, but I'd, the economic model, if it's going to be interesting, should at least give me what I'm paying for. And what I'm paying for is the chance to build an interesting super mega castle. Um, I guess that's my that's my meager statement of protest for the day. I guess I want bigger castles. Yeah, um, I almost feel like it's it, it's weird in some ways. Like I'd, I'd totally be down for a castle doctrine approach to castle building, uh, where you can sort of set up your your sweet castle and then just put post it online and have people come in and try to murder it uh, while you go out and try to murder other people's castles with, uh, yeah, like some sort of like points by system of yeah. uh, siege equipment. That'd be cool. That'd be fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, it always ends up being this, you know, well, you, you build the castle. What's it, what's it for? Well, it's got to be for this bigger strategy game. 
And that can be a broader medieval game, or it can be sort of an RTS game uh, with sort of medieval theming. Uh, but it's it's it rarely ends up actually being about the the cool defensive possibilities of of castles, which is doubly disappointing, I think, because castle construction is actually really intricate. Um, yeah, and if you look at historical fortifications, like like. Fortress designers were, were kind of prized for their skill, like someone to figure out how you make something, take a piece of geography, and then figure out a building to dominate it, is actually a surprisingly interesting task um, yeah. that I just have not been allowed to do in a game yet. And the idea of choosing where your castle should be and what's the best hill or should it be close to the sea or not. I mean, these are the important the things people thought about when they built castles, and you know, the stronghold games are, well, yeah, here's your spot. Have fun. I mean, you don't choose it. The game just plops you there. I mean, the the castles games um, had some of that, um, but generally because your castle was going to be assaulted by just a couple of directions, it wasn't a huge deal anyway. Um, but I would love to have that sort of, where the placement of the castle is not just a strategic concern, it's what's county do I put it in, but a tactical concern, how can the castle itself be a weapon, an exertion of power, defend itself, uh, that sort of thing. As I think uh, we came to on a previous show, I don't remember when, but I'm still waiting for my uh, virtual Vauban simulator. Yes, forts. Forts are good. Uh, But yeah, I think at this point, though, if you're looking for good castles game, well, castles too on GOG.com is is a good place to start. Uh, but yeah, you're just not gonna you're you're not gonna find it uh, with, with Stronghold too. Uh, I'm afraid to say. But we will uh, we'll we'll leave it there, and we will revisit castles should some exciting new development happen in the uh, happen in the field. We could probably do a, a, a classic game analysis of the castles of castles too. We probably give an hour to castles too. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, probably we can tackle that next year after uh, people have had time to forget the things we said tonight, so we can recycle uh, our yes. uh, original observations. Uh, but anyway, uh, until next week, uh, this has been Three Moves Ahead. As always, my thanks to uh, our producer Michael Hermes for putting this episode together and dealing with uh, various delays, and uh, of course to you, Troy, for uh, slogging through Stronghold Crusader with me and uh, hanging out this Thursday night. Always happy to be here. Good night, everybody.